Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host is currently sowing his wild oats in the parts of Canada that other podcast hosts never get to reach. Luke Gledall. How are you doing, Luke? I'm very good. How are you, Rich? Yeah, I'm not too bad. It really feels like much more than a week than uh, since we were sort of giddy and overhyped uh, last time round. And... Um, yeah, you know, Christmas is gone. Uh, I, I waved goodbye to my increasingly small mother uh, in Scotland and uh, headed off down the road to see Sheffield Wednesday play football. And, uh, you know, they really produced a kind of a holiday taint of a performance today, uh, befitting of the, of the um, season. You know, here on the Different Gravy, we are the podcast that uh, wants to be all Lord Mayor's show all the time. Mm. And um, definitely with this time of year, Christmas is the, the Lord Mayor's event, I believe. Uh, the yeah. Lord Mayor's festive event. So, it's very much been after the Lord Mayor's show in a number of different ways. Uh, for these past two games, we're going to just uh, cast our dreary eyes over. Um, oh, yeah. Before we, before we get any further, I just want to kind of get a little apology for the sound quality on my end. Uh, I am currently in Toronto Pearson Airports. Um, I have tried to sniffle my way into a number of um, <laughs> number of airport lounges to get a little bit quieter for the call. And uh, then I've just been so tight-fisted in Northern that I didn't want to pay exorbitant amounts um, to the uh, to the crooks that run them. So here I am. Absolutely fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we might get the occasional announcement. Um, we might hear some gossip. You know. Of course. Yeah. Gossip about the cost of uh, expensive sandwiches. Yeah. Um, I'm nearby a. Have you ever heard of the Genesis G70? Apparently, it's the 2019 North American car of the year. And, no. Um, I was half tempted to stop by and ask the lady, what the fuck is a Genesis? I think you would have been fair, you know, fair enough to do so. And then she would have said, you see this car in front of me? I said, it's, yes. It's that it's, one. It's that. <laughs> That's one of them. It's plenty more like him. <laughs> you see that award in the front in the in the in the front window there yeah that's that's the award it's one. Oh, yeah well um you know maybe if we get a bit desperate later on we, we, we could have that conversation live uh, I could ask her what opinion on the wednesday report of the foreman yeah what's the reason is it sprouts too much turkey you know it's full of tryptophan ah <laughs> yeah yeah um so uh I'm thinking to move along to the breaking hoo-hoos, Luke. Is that is that all right by you? I think that sounds fantastic, Rich. Let's go to breaking hoo-hoos. Breaking hoo-hoos. So the the main thing really was uh, the Boxing Day bash mm-hmm. with Stoke City. Before we just get into breaking hoo-hoos for that, Rich, a few little small bits and pieces. Um, okay. I did manage to watch the extended highlights <clears throat> of the oh, oh. of our last win. Just feels so long ago. Yes. Pre-Christmas. And I got to see the extended highlights. And, oh, yeah. Um, you know, noted for some of uh, Sam Hutchinson's comments. Um, so uh, oh, a little, yes, a little yeah. stat for you is that um, he moved. He he didn't say diagonals, but he said no? he loves he loves that cross field pass, does Baz okay. at one point. Um, he also said, here's, a, here's a, a tactical tip from Sam Hutchinson. He said, against 352, <laughs> all you need to do is move the ball quickly. Yes. <laughs> That's all you need to do. <laughs> That's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. 
Um, Which is what um, we did today against the when they went to three five two. Um, just move the ball quickly, easy peasy, six nil. Second half, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, the other, the other great revelation that knew knew you as a beast, and you don't want to play him in training. <laughs> so there we go. There are the absolute diamonds that Sam Hutchinson dropped during the commentary. Um, those are the ex- those are the extended highlights of the diamond. You know. Yes, yes. So much gold that he dropped throughout the entire ninety minutes, ninety plus minutes of commentary, and that was the good stuff. Those are those those are the little beautiful nuggets that uh, you're left with when it's all simmered down. And um, uh, I, I think maybe for the the commentary side to get the second, I just want to cover quickly is: Did you happen to see the uh, or hear the Gary Monk pre-match? Um, you know the uh, the presser before Stoke. Um, I, I saw bits and pieces, but uh, did you? Yeah. Did you see the bit at the end where he was asked opinion on what to do regarding racism in football? I didn't. I heard about this, but I didn't actually see it. So what, and what was then, I can't remember what he said because it was so anodyne. Um, but then he basically <laughs> turned to the, the journalist and said, what would you do? So then we had a bit of the journalist giving his opinion. And then Gary Monk being so resigned and saying, I don't think you'll ever stop it. It's like you can't ever stop burgl- burglary and houses being burgled, can you? <laughs> So uh, clearly, oh, clearly there's Monk- been a bit too much. Uh, maybe there's just been a bit too much turkey on the brain this Christmas. Maybe. Maybe. I also think we need to introduce Gary Monk to one of the sponsors of the show, Simply Safe. <laughs> Whilst they can't guarantee you will never be burgled, they can guarantee we'll get a blooming good look at the guy's face. <laughs> Excellent. I, I welcome these uh, these new sponsors. And um, <laughs> despite the fact I've never heard of them before, I will say that, uh, yeah, me liking their services. It, they're one of these that they sponsor loads of podcasts to the point where you think, like, surely anyone that is going to buy this service has heard about it now. You know, like Stamps.com. Is anybody still not? If, if you were going to do Stamps.com, you've probably done Stamps.com now, haven't you? Sure. That's, that's a good question. I mean, some of my, my two new friends I met in my travels, uh, shout out to my new friends, Brett and Melody. Melody had a, a Warby Parker bag. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, but then she told me she doesn't listen to any many podcasts at all. So that oh. kind of felt like a weird thing. Surely if you uh, gave uh, money to Warby Parker, you would have given a, you know, a few shekels to your favorite uh, podcast in the process. Yeah, surely. Surely. Surely, surely, surely. Um Anyway, so go to anyway. simplysave.com and, simply and use the promo code gravy. Yeah, loadsofgravy.com forward slash simplysave forward slash. Your <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I'm in a bit of a mood, Luke, I'll be honest. But let's 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 do this. Let's come on. Let's we do can, this. Yeah. Really um, so, <laughs> so Stoke, um, another game without Fletcher. He's contracted Gengi fever or some sort of terrible thing that's um that's eating away at his insides or his nostrils or something um he's a he's still a poorly boy um so we persisted with Rhodes and knew you <laughs> I didn't manage to so that I didn't manage to to sort of follow this one too closely but I have I've seen the sort of uh, <laughs> The Should highlights, I... the supposed highlights. Uh, since. Did you cl- follow it a bit closer than me? Um, here's a funny story about this one, Rich. So I was actually watching it on the train. Um, oh. 
at great data expense because there's no Wi-Fi uh-huh. on the train. And basically, it said, it, you know, this is a poor game. And it was as flat as the plains of Manitoba out of my window. Uh-huh. And then basically, I had the second half. Do I want to visit, go walk around Winnipeg for 45 minutes or watch the second half? And it was a genuinely difficult decision to make, Rich. But I, I opted yes. for... I opted for the foul mistress in my life at Sheffield Wednesday Football Club. <laughs> and I can't tell you whether it paid off or not. I even though, you know, from there I saw another four goals. Of which, yeah. You know, we were the losses. I don't know. I don't Value know. Value for I don't money. Know. So basically, the game against Stoke, I'm not sure whether it's worth walking around a new small uh, Canadian prairie city for the first time or just watching a very limp uh, Boxing Day performance. Yeah, so Stoke versus Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, much possibly, like much possibly like possibly better than a Prairie City. Possibly better than a Canadian Prairie City. Um, though I quite like Saskatoon, so I'd probably say Saskatoon's better, and my okay. hometown of Calgary, Alberta, as well. Um, however, I do want to say, like, I mean, as you probably Delissa tell, we're giving a very lethargic after Chris performance <laughs> on this podcast, so it's <laughs> it's kind of fitting with the theme of what we've seen. Um, I'll, so you saw the highlights. Uh, well, I, I've seen the goals. Seen I saw goals. a spawny effort from James McLean. I saw a spawny effort from Morgan Fox. A spawny effort from Tom Lees. <laughs> and to, uh, two very, very late spawny efforts from uh, from some other Stoke players that I don't I... care to. Uh, even though their names are right in front of me, I don't care to read their names. <laughs> so I, I made quite a few notes from this one. So. Good. Excellent. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I will try and pay attention whilst you go through okay. that. <laughs> so I, I didn't think there was any great cohesion anywhere on the pitch. You know, both Iorfa and Lees had pretty bad games. I mean, it was it's. Uh, did you see the clangor? Obviously, you saw the goal. So Iorfa did drop a real clangor for that he first did. goal. He did. Although he, can't, so... he recovered and then sort of stood pointing the referee towards the ball, like forgetting that the game was still going on. Like the ref didn't blow the whistle. So why did he stop? Ugh. Anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, so there wasn't a great cohesion overall round. Um, you know, we didn't really get out to the wings a great deal. Um, Rhodes and you had a real tough time against Shawcross and Bart. I mean, they're mm-hmm. two impeccably physical setbacks. Yes. And I just didn't think they were getting at it, especially when, you know, it, we have those frustrating times with Jordan Rhodes of not being, sometimes being not the most footballing team in the championship or on the planet. Um yeah. But, you know, when we kind of hit it forward towards Rhodes and he has to act as the, uh, you know, guy to chest it down and try and do something, it's it's just depressing. Um, and Stoke really wanted that game so much more than we did. Mm-hmm. It was just insane. It seemed like their cup final. It was just, it was insane how much they wanted it more in comparison to where we did. Um, that's disappointing to hear. Uh, but that's how it sounded from from the coverage I've, I've seen as well. Um, did you see the um, Did you see the reach header in the first half? Uh, no, I didn't. No, that was really nice. Yeah, just kind He's of just completely out of nowhere. Harris just kind of had the ball, and then he just plucked up like a little cross. And I was like, "What is he doing?" And then found Reach, who just met it, met the ball so well with his head. He just planted and rocketed a header against the against the near post. It he's, was. He's um, weirdly good at heading. It's very strange. Yeah, I said it was a rare treat, like finding a selection box on Boxing Day that has slipped a touch too far beneath a tree. Yes, nice. Hasn't had all the good ones taken already. Yeah. And um, it was just weird because, you know, we, we then got the two goals. Um, the Morgan Fox one was deliciously spawny. It looked, <laughs> it looked very classy and, re- and replayed, but it was, it was very fortuitous, very fortuitous. I actually thought the second goal was a really good goal. 
that yeah. we scored. You know, to to come over to win all, I thought he was unfortunate to uh, you know met it with a header and, and Jack Butlin. Um, so sort of I saved, guess people say almost saved a, it into his own box, uh, into his own goal, didn't he, Butlin? Yeah. So I'm I'm not quite sure about this, Joe Rich. Maybe you can kind of workshop it. Okay. He was formerly England's number one keeper, right? Yes. So, but he still has the England's number one Chris Packett hand. Um, <laughs> He's got he's got a really um, fantastic Walker sensations Chris Packett hand, nice. um, which he palmed it onto the bar, and then Tom Lees was there to just uh, just uh, snap it up. Do you think there's anything there with Golden Wonder because they used to be the top dogs, and and then Walkers kind of stole their march, you know? So I think Butland, so. Butland being yesterday's man in terms of his his Chris Packett hands, he's uh, kind of. I think he's kind of wrong, like kind of, because Golden Wonder's cheese and onion was green, I think, wasn't it? Yes. And there's salt and vinegar blue, which is the uh, the colour antithesis to Walker's. It's the right way around, I would say. But um, People do, but I think green is more spring onion, I think. But they don't taste like spring onion. No, that's the cheese and onion. <laughs> I don't know, I'm pretty I'm pretty sold on the, uh, the blue Walker's cheese and onion myself. Mm, mm. Contentious. Contentious. A bit of needle on a different you're, gravy. You're such a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> so when the end, when we were 2-1 up and cruising into, bizarrely cruising, looking like we're cruising into a victory, I thought the, the second Stowe goal was quite a good finish. It was, actually. It was. It was a good finish from, I think it was Sol Campbell's son, isn't it? Tyrese oh, Campbell. Oh, okay. I believe so. And but then the third one was absolute piss poor defending, and uh, at that point I was kind of staring. I was just doing a hundred yard stare at my uh, my iPhone. I was watching yeah. this uh, pretty abject loss. But I, I think just to kind of sum up, we, we I, and you know I, uh, Monk said the same as well. Basically, we got what we deserved, which was like we didn't deserve anything from the game because we were just second best for so much of it. Everybody just seemed completely hungover and lethargic. Yeah, I think this is, there's a bit of, well, obviously, we got away with not having Fletcher in the previous game, uh, because we rely on him so massively, mm. uh, but we did manage to grab a win, Um but that added to the fact that we do have, by and large, a pretty old squad. Uh, it really feels like these these weeks where there's three, four games in in a in a very quick spell, we just struggled for to get anything going on those other. I think, I mean, just looking statistically, there's not most games we get sort of ten shots away, maybe even more. This game we had four shots and two two of them resulted in goals. So basically, other than scoring, we barely went near their goal. And, and I guess that the Adam Reach effort, um, which is not like us at all. Mm. Um, I do. It's a bit of a worry because I think you could lump Stoke and today's opponents Cardiff together in some ways, in that they are two clubs under new managers, and both those managers have kind of taken the route of just doing as kind of doing doing the ugly stuff to try and keep yourself safe and and get and and scramble together enough points to to keep things going i think maybe that's a bit unfair to stoke but the, to that cardiff side today that have gone from neil warnock to neil harris uh, i mean <laughs> i know i know it's uh it it felt like they'd gone from Neil Warnock to Neil Harris, to be honest. It really, uh, but it's but it's that graft and the fact they're going to make you work hard. And <clears throat> I think Monk is very 
one of his kind of mottos is that you need to you need to compete you need to do the the sort of tough stuff to let yourself play and it's a bit disappointing that two games running we've been found lacking in that regard mm. that it's the it's the desire and the fight bit that we're not doing well enough mm-hmm. um, and to be honest we're not playing well enough either uh, no. so it's it's all falling apart um I do have, so, a, sorry, a final point. Yeah, please. Stuff. I just want to get in quickly. Um, so I, I was watching and I'm like, we're giving away so many free kicks. Yeah. And we, which isn't a particularly new thing for Wednesday. How I do want to say, I did check the stats on who scored. Yeah. And we gave away 25 fouls in that game. Oh my goodness. And that is just absolute madness. I, I swear that's a record. I tried to look for the record of most fouls conceded in a game and um, by one team. I, I, it must be close. It's it's pretty up there yeah. in terms yeah. of Wednesday relation. Well, that's I mean, if you look at the kind of again the who scored characteristics of Sheffield Wednesday, very strong creating goals, creating scoring chances, very weak avoiding fouling in dangerous areas. We just do it all the blooming time. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, I was chatting with my one of my oldest Brandy, who basically said, you know, we just seem to steamroll it. You know, steamroll players when there's no need to. It's just it's a consistent. It's- I mean, we talked about this before. Like, is there basically that I don't think Wednesday are a dirty team by any stretch of the imagination. But we give away a lot of fouls. Like, we don't really help that argument for ourselves, really. I think there's a bit, there's obviously a bit of that. Because today there was some really frustration. It was the sort of game where you pick up on those frustrations. But it's things like, you know, there there was an incident in the second half where Berner was winning a free header. His man was two or three feet away from him. But for some reason, he put his hands on the man. It didn't help him win the header. It meant that their player could fall over and get a free kick. And it was just like, there's absolutely no point touching him. You don't need to touch him. (laughs) And all it did was hurt us. It didn't hinder them. It didn't stop him doing something he wanted to do. It just gave them a free kick from nothing. Um, and the, the, that's on top of the... I think what we do is we get a bit overexcited and kind of bundle into people quite often. Uh, that's that's the kind of most common foul that we seem to give away. But yeah, it's, really, it's a really frustrating habit to have, particularly given that I think when Lees is playing instead of Burner... I think we're pretty susceptible to letting in goals from set pieces as well. It's a bad combination. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Somehow, Lee's got uh, 8.9 and was man of the match in that game, uh, according to who scored. Really? <laughs> yeah. Head and shoulders above any other player on the pitch. I don't know. I mean, I also had a bit of a dog of a game, but I, Lee's made one or two clangers as well. You know, maybe more so, I think, actually, more so in today's game, that it was a bit questionable in terms of performance. Yes, yeah. Um, do we want to do we want to move into do, have you got a, any more sort of thoughts on the no that's just stoke it's just i i was really hoping it would be a blip you know when i was kind of watching it you know yeah. i felt i felt the team team you need like a i mean maybe we could have got away with a win on that yeah, day it was so close yeah yeah it was so close to something completely undeserved and you know you really hope that the team and the monk is 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 whipping them into shape a little bit when they you know when they let their concentration drop and when yes. they let their efforts drop and then uh i don't know that weirdly brings us into yeah today's game against cardiff which unfortunately was a little bit of more of the same but uh the, we we made a few changes to the to the team uh mostly 
because we had to, I think. But Luongo dropped out, um, as did Nuyu and Rhodes. And in their place, we played Murphy and Winall and Hutchinson in the midfield. Mm. So this was Winall starting a game effectively kind of up front on his own, although I, I think more often than not, Reach was was trying to partner him, certainly in the first half, trying to partner him. Mm. So it looked more of a two up top. Um, this was... Oh, man. I mean, letting in two goals in the first 10 minutes is just... It's schoolboy stuff. And they were both so easy to score. I know we've... I know I sound a bit like a broken record uh, sometimes with this, but, but Tom Lee's... When he comes up against a guy like Glazel or Glatzel, mm. it's like he's lost already before the, the game starts. Like, the first thing he did was rattle through the back of him, and somehow the ref didn't give it. But it was like, he, the next thing that happened was he completely lost the header because he was trying to wrestle with him. And he's just not good enough against that type of striker, to the point where I'm surprised we didn't opt to make the change and put put Burner in because I think Burner would have maybe coped a bit better with him but all, all day he all game he was allowed to do pretty much whatever he wanted when he wanted and towards the end of the game I think actually he, he had one of his best periods of the match because he just he could take it down on his chest he could take it down on his knee because we'd given up trying to compete with him in any way all because he's tall and can run about a bit Fletcher must come away from training against Tom Lees thinking he is like the king of football. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> the goal sort of summed it up. He's so... He's trying to grab at him. He's trying to wrestle him. And forgets the fact that there's a football there. Which flaps so toe-toe very easily. We're getting some some airport announcements. Oh Jesus! I'm so We're sorry. getting that beautiful. Um, this is Foley work from from uh, from Doctor Luke. He's he's bringing bringing his real sounds found out in the world. It's it's great stuff. This is like a Radio Four documentary. <laughs> Lots of flavour. Could you get quite close to a coffee pot bubbling? <laughs> Maybe a sizzle, a sizzle from a frying pan. It's evocative, Luke, and that's what people want. That's what people want, yeah. I'm just oh. glad we didn't get into it. I was really worried that we'd have the announcement and I guess I hear the same thing in France just after. Oh, yes. So I would say, <laughs> I don't know how much how you, how much you want to talk about today's performance. So do, were you able to... <laughs> well, how much do... You know, after the losses, how much do you really want to be doing this podcast, Rich? <laughs> well, let's be honest. I'm, I'm here for it, though, Rich. You know, I've made notes. It's, well, okay, great, yeah. It's, it's, it's going through the kind of minute by minute, which is harder for me in, at the game because I don't want to be one of those wallies that sits on their phone um so maybe you could give us the kind of timeline and i will i'll just i'll essentially what? add some color and moaning to the uh to the good stuff, good stuff. um you know <laughs> um, i just um we, we that, do you think it's interesting i mean we started pretty quickly we started fairly well you know aside from conceding twice it's maybe the best 15 minutes of football we've had in about three months well it's up there I, I don't know I would go that far, but I think it was a good start, bar just... I mean, that you know, we had like a good... I think that was a good chance to win all, I think. There was, yeah. You know, and I loved the, the interplay from that. It was just fantastic. Because basically, Hutch did a brilliant bit of breakup play. 
That's what you yeah. want. You want the breakup play, then it just fell to Baz, and he did a lovely sweet ball forward. I can't even remember now. I can't remember the full things. I have the notes saying it was a good chance of win all. Ended with win all, and obviously didn't end up in anything. Um, <laughs> so that first goal, I I have a number of questions. Um, I was surprised they could take it that quickly. I was surprised the ref allowed it, though more on the caliber of the referee and uh, his uh, makeup as a referee and possibly as a human being as well. I'm just going to go straight after him as well. (laughs) I'm actually getting a plane back to K right now where I'm just going to make his life a misery. No, I'm not going to be malicious and do anything really nasty. I'm just going to just, uh, just maybe so, just maybe just wee on his tires or something, or like, just, uh, okay. <laughs> or like so if, he, know, if he I, goes to get like a chocolate bar, I'm just going to like I know his favorite ones, and I'm just going to just uh, destroy all them. his favorite ones, buy all of them before <laughs> from, them the, in from, uh, from GT News before he gets there, and then I'm just going to just just give a little manacle giggle from when I just see from the sidelines, just seeing his disappointment. So I know, obviously, he's a man with. <laughs> Uh, some history with Sheffield Wednesday. But today, uh, uh, well, I think by and large we want referees to let play run and not be too fussy, don't we? But I, I mean, it was a foul, though, wasn't it? You know, it was a free kick. And then I think you, from the attacking team, you want the advantage to, to take the free kick and get it done quickly. Yeah. But I mean, you are still, you know, you are still, from but our I, sense, from a defensive side, I mean, it's not, I thought it was too quick. I thought it was, we weren't, you know, but there's probably so presumably like he blew the whistle. Like you have to kind of there's 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 things that have to be done there. But I I, th- I, do, I don't I'm not particularly pointing the finger of blame at the referee there. I I'm looking at our defence that watched a kind of seven foot behemoth just wander through them and then let him score. Like why did nobody react to the fact that the clearly- well, everybody was just so kind of half asleep to this? Everyone was still full of the tryptophan from Turkey <laughs> to even just be slow on the brain. Maybe they were also just having a you know a brainstorming session with Gary Monk about ways to stop burglary. <laughs> Which, <laughs> hilariously, then, you know, we didn't stop being just uh, having a goal stolen from us. No. Having a, you know, from us from... It was just, it was so poor. I mean, so that first bit was like, that's my first question of the referee. was like, why was that taken so quickly? My second thing is all Wednesday. It's basically like, the ball comes in. We're so out of sorts. He just controls it down. Then there's a brief moment, which basically, nine times out of ten, Tom Lees puts his foot through it yeah. and takes it off uh, Glatzel. But then he just didn't, and then just gave him all the time, and then he somehow just managed to just kind of creep the ball in past Dawson, and Dawson wasn't ready. I I don't know. Dawson's positioning was pretty poor for that one. That was pretty bad as well. But I mean, also you've got another player in there. It's not just a one-on-one. No, Palmer's also there to uh, you know to assist assist Tom Lees with the incompetence, really. And Palmer really got um, balled out by uh, by Bannon after the goal. He didn't look at Lees. He just shouted at Palmer. Interesting, but, but Tom Lees should have done so much better than he did, and he was in the position to to, to stop it. You know, because he he sort of lifted his leg up to let the guy shoot underneath. I don't really know how that happened, but it, it was really poor all round. But I, I thought it was a bit of a, sh- a bit of a strange thing to single out Palmer for being at fault for it. No, that's um, why I thought it was completely Tom Lees. Is the I mean, you know, looking back at it, you've got three players who are just poor. 
So yeah. just let just like to just let a really sporty. It wasn't even. I think the ball in was quite good. I mean, Glatzel does something, but it's I, it's a decent ball. He he just about controlled it. It took him a long time to control it, but um, <laughs> he was given the time. <laughs> and if is it just it, because he's? It. Is it just because he's like four hundred feet tall? Four and it's just every and a half feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> So it was just impeccably poor to just be one nil down so so quick. It's just so so yeah. Before we even really got started, yeah, exactly. So already we're just a goal down, you know. Obviously, as it is, yeah, yeah. And then before, then we conceded again, almost the the next bit of play afterwards. Pretty much, pretty much, and. Uh, I for that goal for for Cardiff, I, that was a really really good finish. Yeah, and a beautiful ball over to Tomlin. Tomlin just had enough time to just pick out, played across to Hoylet, and Hoylet just rolled it in. Um, defensively, I mean, defensively, the errors and issues kind of come before that. I think it's just a shambles all round, isn't it? It is a bit really defensively. I it's hard to kind of attribute blame in that situation so much when I I I think it was a really good goal scored by Cardiff. Yeah, um, but again, I think. Tom Lee's. I don't know how he thinks uh, that Tomlin's offside. He wasn't even close to being offside. Oh, so there was. You think there was Tom Lee's appealing for offside in the play? He, he was, definitely was. Yeah, he had his uh, hand up and he stopped sorry. playing. Right. That's that kind of brings in some of the hesitancy of dealing with it. Right. Yeah. I thought the main bit was just basically not uh, letting that first cross come in to Tomlin yeah. was the first step, really. That was a big piece in that. That was a big defensive piece of that. Because from there, everything is basically, they're in a play, place of complete advantage. I mean, I guess from the sense of looking at that, like, where were the other defenders? We were completely out of position. Oh, t- totally, totally. Um, I'm just sort of watching. How did, you, um, how did you kind of feel that the, you know, the... So I guess looking at the formation was interesting because um, I, you know, I saw the lineup and I kind of glossed over it. I was there thinking, oh, it's probably a 4-3-3. But then, you know, yeah. reaching that number 10 role. So then, effectively, you've got two holding defensive midfielders, you know, different capacities and different capabilities in Hodge and Bannon. Well, Hodge was as far back as I've, I think I've, I, I mean, he's, I've ever seen him play. He was well and truly in third centre-back mode. Right. For, for a lot of the... Like, as we were building play, I think he got frustrated and charged about a bit after after a little while, which is uh, which is his want. Uh, mm. <laughs> but but I think by and large he was sort of QB and uh, dropping back into that hole and playing his diags. <laughs> I like how when that, you said Q, when you said QB for a sex and rich, I thought you was like saying he was QB, like he resembled a Q. Yeah, yeah, it's hip to be square, you know. Square. <laughs> so I, I just wonder about that in the case of Hutchinson. Was that you know I don't know. I think everything apart from maybe his defensive part was pretty pretty good today. Yeah, I would agree because uh, I quite liked him. But then I, I think about the goals and I'm like, well, where was yeah? Where was uh, where was Hutch and all this? Both the goals were really really bad. I I think the, the I think the second goal is more is more understandable. I think the first one, as you say, is is, is straight up just what what's what are the defence doing? I think the second one is more understandable as a result of the formation we were playing because yeah. I think. You play Murphy on the wing, that means Palmer's got 
no protection at all, really. And <clears throat> him, Reach and Murphy were kind of interchanging in a way that made it even worse for Palmer because it was like neither of them were, were even making a pretend um, attempt to be the right winger who was tracking back, by and large. They were both just pushing forward and and sauntering back when when uh, when we lost inevitably inevitably lost the ball. So Palmer is class in that classic situation of being caught between two men. He's watching the fullback, and whilst he's watching the fullback, the winger cuts inside, and it's it's Hoyler. His his man is the one who scores. Uh, but Palmer was left in a position where he's marking two people. So as you say, whether that should be Hutchinson's job because the two midfielders are sitting that bit deeper i don't know um or whether it's murphy or reach not not doing what they should tracking back either way it's uh it looks poor all round because i think palmer there's not much of a threat from out wide he should have reacted to the the situation in front of him or i or for should have but altogether it's just really bad and it was a very very easy goal for them to score once that ball went across um there was just no no challenge whatsoever. Nobody trying to get in the way of the, the pass, and nobody made was close enough to Hoylet to, to attempt to block the shot from going in either. Mm. Uh, so yeah, pretty pretty <coughs> poor stuff again. Yeah. Um, but we we kind of caught you know caught up to ourselves eventually. Um, so ten minutes after they scored their second goal, Tom Lee's scored a very nice header. Very. Yeah. Meat and potatoes. It was. It was completely just off the training ground, and you know, I just said it. It's uh, impeccable to see that looks like we've you know practiced a corner. Yeah, and it worked. It worked really well, and uh, a very simple sort of header down for for Tom Lee's. And uh, and I thought it was funny that yeah, you know we had they, so many. We we were a team with a, a you know fair degree of height in number of position, I guess. Um, and then we're coming up against you know Cardiff team that's. Uh, well, I mean, they hadn't even brought on Sol Bamba yet. So, you know, I thought we would have probably missed out against, you know, someone like Aiden Flint or something like this. So it's nice to just see that we just completely... It was just so easy. But then, incredibly frustrating that that seemed to be the last ball we put in the box from a corner. Yeah, well, the the note after that, that was the 18th minute. Um, yeah. You know, I said, you know, it looks like we actually practice corners. Lee's making it looks like he does it every day. It was that easy. It was. You know, it was just it was, everything was just so complacent about it. that like, Lee's is like, yeah, of course I can score headers from corners. Yeah, yeah. When previously we've seen that sometimes it's not always been the case. He's not a particularly big, uh, big goal scorer. He's not a big goal threat. He, he should be better than he is, though. I think he's one of those that. Yeah. Some people are just there. I think he does attack the ball very well in their box, and obviously he he's quite alive to things as well. So mm. he's got a couple of goals with his feet from set pieces as well. Um, uh, and his goal against Stoke, I, I, he, he's. Uh, I think he reacts pretty well in those situations. It's just more often than not, it goes over the bar uh, rather than being a, a decent effort on target. So mm. it'd, be, it'd be nice if there was a bit more of that threat to his game. He's not yeah. the biggest guy. He's not the biggest centre-back. Uh, but he does really get up well or given half a chance. And we seem to have worked it well that he was up against one of their smaller play, players. I don't know whether it was Pakuna uh, or, or Mendez Lang, but he was up against one of the smaller guys to win that header. So it, it didn't matter that they have the giant of Flint in the middle or Glatzel. If you don't put the ball near those players, they can't 
have an effect on the play. But it seemed like the next three or four corners after that, we tried short corner routines that didn't work. Yeah, so that's so my next comment is about the twenty-one minute mark. You know, we had that. uh, You know, we had that corner, and then my overall arching comment of that is like, you know, then it looks like we, you know, we don't practice corners. No, Bannon gave it to Murphy. And then Murphy's work from there seems to be give the ball away and then foul the player. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't really a foul. It didn't look too bad. Um, but I don't really have much faith in these officials that we had that we had no. in today. So I will yeah. say sorry, official wise, by the way, I I think the ref came in for uh, more criticism than maybe he deserved because of his past with uh, Forestieri. So Tim Robinson, today's referee, for anyone who didn't wasn't aware, is the guy that. Uh, sent Forestieri off when he should have sent Dawson off uh, whatever it was four years ago five years ago when we played Hull uh, at Hull uh, in a night match on a, on a Friday night um, and Dawson absolutely went scythe down Forestieri on a break and he gave Forestieri a second yellow for diving rather than do, giving Dawson the red card that he felt like he was obviously going to get because he was pleading with the referee to keep him on the pitch um, so that's that's Tim Robinson's uh, checkered past with 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 the Wednesday folk. And annoyingly, <laughs> annoyingly, Rich, it's not the Tim Robinson who is the former SNL writer and writer and creator of the um, Comedy Central show Detroiters no, and the, ne- the Netflix series. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson, though I think you leave uh, the profession <laughs> of being a referee because he's clearly stealing a wage. Um, <laughs> Feels a little bit like you know when you kind of um, you know you kind of work with someone who's maybe not working the best job in the world, but they don't really feel they're just being very rude and petulant and yeah. insolent, and you just kind of want to say to them, you know, maybe you should be relieved of your duties so you can think about maybe doing something else. I, I feel the same way about this this uh, this referee. It was a bad team though as well. I think the um, the 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 assistants were pretty terrible as well, um, and not not just. Um, against Wednesday there was for, for us in the us folks in the cop there was a fairly clear handball by Iorfa in the box uh, that was not picked up by the lino because he wasn't up with play um, and the referee was in a really bad position for it as well and it was really a funny I don't think I've ever heard the cop make that noise um, before but it was just a kind of collective like your gut reaction was <gasps> But also, don't say anything because nobody else has seen. So it was like a stifled um, sort of inhale of breath. Um, it was just quite an odd moment. But it just it it it, it touched on the fact that the officials were not the best all round. Because so the referees were behind play, uh, maybe feeling the effects of all that trip defend running through, coursing through their bloodstreams. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Rubbish. Yeah, rubbish officials. Um, so, did anything else happen before halftime? Um, I just want to say the the thirty minute mark. Um, Flint and Bennett just went to each went into each other in true oh, classic fashion. Yes. Um, spirit of Home Alone at six post Christmas. It was a little bit. It, uh, it, it, it felt was, a little it was bit. It was Hoyler uh, actually. It wasn't Flint. It was Hoyler. Was little really? Junior Hoyler did him. Junior Hoyler. So, so Hoyler was okay, but Bennett had to go off. Yeah, you can. Um, Joe, yeah, um, Joe Bennett on his Twitter um, said something like he's got a head like a coconut or something like that, and has posted a picture of himself with a a, a massive hematoma on his face. 
Really? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Junior Hoylet, your head is made of concrete. All good, though. No fracture. Great result from the boy. Yeah. He looks really this? like Morgan Fox, um, Joe Bennett. We seem to have a type when it comes to left backs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, slightly, slightly sometimes not entirely convincing. Uh, yes. Slightly. Uh, affect, uh, affection for certain looking left backs uh, but that that head injury meant that we had an awful lot of time added on at the end of that half mm-hmm. uh, and it also meant that Cardiff made two changes so they brought on Will Volks for Bennett and sort yes. of shuffled things about a bit because Vol- Volks is a is a midfielder rather than a defender yeah and then the 39 minute marker uh, Mendes Lang looked like he pulled something as well he yes it, it he was he was handily beating fox in leg race and then suddenly started going backwards um because yeah you could see his his hamstring ping i think uh, so it's a, it's it was weird so that it wasn't i guess the really weird thing then they didn't do a like for like substitution at that no point. no that's when they kind of went and brought sol bamber on so I wonder if they were thinking about a bigger change at half time anyway to account for Bennett going off. And to just shut uh, shop anyway. And then yeah, and then so they just did it a, a bit earlier because of uh, Mendes Lang going down because uh, they, they then went to three centre backs with with wing backs effectively uh, and made life pretty difficult for us uh, from that point on. Uh, so half time, I, I was sort of, I, I wasn't expecting uh, any substitutions at half time, but I was hoping, as we've seen several times under Monk, I was hoping we'd come out with a different, a bit of a different plan, a bit of a different look. Mm. Uh, we also this this the this was the first time I've seen notes being passed around. So there was a note that went around in the first uh, first half, so it got passed to Fox. And then he passed it all the way across the back four and Palmer put it in his sock. Um, and then there was another note getting passed around later that, that Bannon read and crumpled up and uh, threw on the floor. So uh, there was a lot of chopping and changing on the go. I think probably because they, they made their change, we were trying to make sure we reacted properly. Uh, but it didn't seem to have much impact. Beyond that initial flurry of, of uh, chances that we had, we, we didn't really get much going against them in, for the rest of that first half and even less happened in the second half so in terms I actually, of um, <clears throat> I was actually watching the game in true Canadian fashion from uh, using the Wi-Fi that's important on my laptop nice and uh, had to it's almost the, two on the nose had to use the facilities with all my possessions so uh, I actually missed the first three minutes so I made a note to ask you did I miss anything from minutes 45 through to 48 Rich <laughs> I would guess not. You would guess not. You didn't have a Rolodex of uh, all the events that happened in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, it's worth mentioning, sorry, half-time, there was a rather nice sky um, over Hillsborough, a sort of pinky sunset. Oh, nice. That genuinely might be the best thing that happened today. (laughs) (laughs) So... So Kadeem Harris got got a yellow card for for being for not being invisible. That happened in the fifty first minute. Yes, a man tackled him, stood in front of him, and he got that, a yellow. Yeah, I thought that was weird as well. I, I said on my notes, I'm so surprised he picked up a yellow. Well, you all we all know that when as soon as you lose possession, you have you have to evaporate as a person. You're not allowed to exist in time or space any longer. Otherwise, it's a foul. And Harris knows the rules. 
He's, he's played this game a few times and uh, <laughs> it's his fault and he deserved that yellow. Just just as much as Junior Hoyler's yellow. They're, they are equal crimes. <laughs> of course. So um, this, was the big, this was probably the big turning point of the game, I, I think, in some ways. We made the decision to take Iorfa off and bring Jordan Rhodes on, which felt yes, wacky. Which just felt bizarre. Did you feel, did you see... Was I also a bit less, you know, was a bit gingerly in his usual gambling and, you know, he, chewing up chewing up the ground on Hillsborough, you know? He really went for his only gamble uh, of the game just before he got subbed off. Yeah. I was disappointed we didn't see any marauding runs from uh, Dominic Iorfa. Yeah. So it's a, it's a weird sub in and of itself. Um, and it clearly kind of, that was when the second note went around because nobody knew where they were supposed to be playing. Uh, yes, yeah. But just a couple of minutes after that, and this is the bit that probably Monk will be cursing the timing of. Can we just um, just take a quick look at? Let's just uh, check in on where we thought the positioning was. So Hutchinson went to centre back. Was that correct? Hodge played right back. But I wondered whether that was just to. Kind oh, of go sorry. Into before, it. Yeah. So before, yeah. Before, before uh, Borna came on, yes. Uh, uh, Hodge was playing centre back alongside Tom Lees. So did that mean that Reach dropped into centre mid? He did. Yes, he dropped. Right. A bit. Okay. So that kind of kind of makes sense. Kind of. Yes. Although, kind again, of. if um, those of you who like defending will notice that not much of that is going to happen from that midfield. <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's a you know we're really suspending our disbelief if this was a hollywood film you know this is a real this is a very strange kind of plot yeah we've got going on you know what i mean yeah definitely yeah Oh. So anyway, the 59 <laughs> minutes, do you want to talk about that? Do you want to, well, you want so to have I'm the honours of getting into this? You again will have had the benefit of a replay that I've not been able to see. Okay, so, so I shall lead. Um, 59 minute. I said Hoylet has to go. It's an awful challenge. And the referee completely bottled it. Right. Yeah, so... Just awful... Well, Awful refereeing. <laughs> so what was it? Sort of two-footed. It uh, wasn't two-footed, but it was one-footed. But the studs were off the ground. Right, because that's I, I didn't get a good look at the tackle itself, but I, I thought it was good that the ref talked to his assistant who was cl- closer. Sure, which I thought would have led to the red card. Like, yeah, purely anybody who was closer to it would have seen that it was just a really awful. So, yeah, my guess, my guess there is that the fourth official is 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 the bottle job because I I'm, I think the ref went across look well happy to well not happy to but look, went across thinking it probably was a red card because he he kind of had his he had he, he checked his back pocket kind of thing on the way. <laughs> You know, he was making sure everything was in order for if he had to have his big moment with the red card. Um, uh, but, but presumably was talked out of it by the fourth official. I don't know. Or maybe he talked the fourth official out of it. You never know. Uh, but I, generally, always... I thought that was a good That's a good thing to do. Is not Because I do think too often referees kind of like charge into those situations, sure. chuck the card out, and then don't actually think or talk or have those conversations. They kind of they've decided way ahead of the when they need to what they're going to do so i thought that was quite good that he spoke to his assistant but then if they've come to the wrong conclusion then that it doesn't matter does it whether he took the time or not (laughs) the yellow card is the wrong decision if he does it straight away or 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 after talking to someone so oh but basically palmer went 
looked pretty shaky and went off injured. He did he did walk off. He did get stretched off, but um, he didn't look in a good way at all, did he? No, no. He was basically you know using the two physios as you know crutches and then kind of like two footed, just kind of uh, just kind of limping, you know, yeah. kind of jumping, you know, hesitantly jumping, you know. Exactly. weight across both feet to just get off the pitch I mean yeah. it didn't look good when you know he went down and did the usual you know it can be usual theatrics of a player holding his ankle yes. but he, yeah. it didn't look too fun for him I no. do want to say so again we, we have this weird dynamic with football that basically challenges can be really dirty and really awful but you know it shouldn't really have it, it kind of I mean should it have a bearing if the player gets injured if it's a really bad tackle yeah like I in a way it should it's one of the considerations you know what I mean no it isn't and I, I in a way I don't think it should be because you can get injured doing no, the, the 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 one um, <laughs> this season uh, well no but like the one this season son got sent off um for that horrific tack thing that happened a, a, against Everton um and actually when you watched it back son actually, actually what son did had very little to do with the fact that the player broke his leg the, the yeah. player broke his leg as part of the incident but it was nothing to do it wasn't the force of the tackle that mm. made him break his leg so sometimes the the injury is not what is not caused by the tackle itself so it's, it's a bit of a misnomer but um but basically it's one of those weird situations in the game if you had your time again what you do is you sit on that substitution of of taking i off or off and then when palmer gets injured presumably you bring on jordan rhodes for palmer I offer goes to right back. There's less upheaval. We didn't have that benefit of the 2020 hindsight. So what? Well, instead, what happens is when Palmer goes off, we make a second defensive switch up, um, bringing Julian Burner onto the pitch and him going to, to left side is centre back and Hutchinson playing right back now uh, with <sighs> with kind of Winnell. <laughs> It was it was really quite strange. So so Winnell and Reach and Rhodes were all dropping a little bit deeper alternately, but by and large it was it was supposed to be Reach dropping into that space. Um, not much happened <laughs> in terms of shots. No, and, like that. and I the, the interesting thing I kind of felt from that is you know it looked like we probably would have scored those goals early on in the game. You know the, the yeah. first half was pretty first half attacking wise we were pretty good. Yeah. So. To just come out in the second half and really, I wondered whether there would have been a change to tweak things a little bit. I wondered whether we would have seen New Year sooner. I'll be honest. I... He's the, yeah, he's the obvious answer in some of those situations, isn't he? Well, just if we're going up again, I I think we would have probably done a bit better. Maybe just chucking on some height just to kind of give you know give some of those tall centre backs you know Flint and Bamba at the back for Cardiff a bit of you know a few few headaches. My, I I wasn't sure. So obviously the the next sub we made was Jacob Murphy came off and Atty Nuiu came on and that was in the 80th minute. So I think that sub was too late. I don't know whether uh, Atty. I do hear your point absolutely that uh, one way to battle that height is to is to introduce height. But one thing that we were never going to be able to do to Cardiff what Stoke did to us. That kind of bombardment of the box from every angle would just have played to the strengths of Sol Bamba and Aidan Flint. Like their bread and butter is just heading things away to the halfway line. That's 
that's what they're for, really. They've, they, you know, they've just got legs to get them to the place where they head the ball, <laughs> by and large. You know, neither mm. of them are doing anything, uh, you know, anything useful with the with the those dangly things uh, from their hips. Um, so I, I think the more the more we sort of played towards going aerial with our attack, the more it was just going to feed in to what they wanted to do. And and later on, they they even brought Pat, Patterson on, who's another big lad. I think he's six foot plus. Um, can play right back, can play up front. Um, I think he ended up playing kind of another another defensive midfielder presence for them. Uh, so I I don't know whether I might have been tempted, and I think the 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 coaching staff definitely played with this. Whether you the other option is you bring on Kieran Lee uh, just to try and work the ball a little bit quicker. Mm. Um, as we know. That's how you beat a, a five uh, five three three two. <laughs> three, five, you just move yeah. the ball three five two. You so yeah, you just move switch, the ball. Switch the ball quicker. Yeah. Switch the ball quicker. Uh, but Lee, uh, Kieran Lee was sent to warm up sort of three or four different <coughs> occasions in that in the second half, and um, I, I do think they were toying with whether that was the the better thing to do. <sighs> it's so hard to know what I what we know I from know. what we've watched was that New You came on. Had one fairly exciting chance, which looked to me like it definitely took a deflection off Sol Bamba, uh, but didn't. Apparently, wasn't a deflection according to the referee. Uh, we just didn't. This game was really disappointing in that there was no response. We didn't get going at all. Second half. Yeah. It was relatively easy for Cardiff. We had 18 shots in this game. And only five of them were in the second half. So we were much more effective first half when it was rough and tumble and back and forth than we were when Cardiff just said, there's the ball, see what you can do. And it turned out what we could do was not very much at all. Yeah. Um, I also want to say, I don't know about the substitutions. I don't know. I, I, my other note was, it was kind of, I don't know what you would have done, so I can't sound too... No. I can't sound too snippy or too difficult about the entire thing. Uh, I know, I know. But I don't know. I don't, I know, all you all you know sometimes, unfortunately, in our position, is sometimes basically just saying very crassly, what I'm seeing is not what, what I'm looking for. You know, not, what, what, not yeah. what I'm looking for. Yeah. And uh, to to quote the uh, anodyne impression of Morgan Fox, Fox Morgan, that's uh, Bannon and Fletcher came out with. Uh, that's what we're after. That's what we're after. That's not what we're after. You know, it's clearly, no. the last two games have been very much the opposite of what we've done. This. And second- oh, I also I also do want to say we could have a new reality TV show at Hillsborough. Um, a little bit MTV's The Real World. Basically, okay. it's, uh, New You, Rhodes, and Winnell, can they all get along? Yeah. That was, I mean, it's just madness, the fact that we're just coming down to the element of thinking, let's just have all three strikers. Well, that's pitch. that's what I was going to say. This is the first time under Monk it's felt like those bad... What we criticised Bullen for, what was the worst parts of Stuart Gray's managers, uh, managerial reign, it's... There's no plan. There's no tactics. There's no setup. It is literally just throw the people on and hope that more things happen. There was, I mean, most of the time when Rhodes was on, he seemed to be playing central midfield. He, I mean, it's really depressing. By the way, so it's so depressing how quickly he's gone back from a hat trick in one half of football to being every bit as bad as he's 
been the re- the whole the rest of the time he's been at Wednesday. I know, I know. Just limp, useless, looking to fall over first, then then anything, you know, just pointless. No point in him being on the football pitch. He he was on the pitch for over half an hour. I literally can't remember one thing he did. I know, I know. Just taking up space and oxygen. Suddenly we, you know, we're very much in desperate need of, I don't know, what, two more strikers? We just need Fletcher back. I know we need Fletcher back, but it's just... Give him give him whatever he needs. Senecott, <laughs> Tums. Is it a new contract is what, what he needs? Is that just, what he needs? Possibly, I don't know. I thought, but I thought Bannon gave it an absolute, like he gave it everything to try and make things happen. He must have—I don't know how far he ran, but he must have run further than any other player on the pitch, and then some. He he worked his socks off trying to make something happen up top with just nothing to work with. Because Winall, after the first ten minutes, stopped making those sort of clever breakaway runs that he seems. To, like that seems to be his thing really is like peeling off a center back and kind of making a bit of space for himself but he seemed to stop doing that he, he just sort of sunk into target man mode uh, and reach just isn't a striker he doesn't have those instincts so like there was a couple of balls bannon played over the top that were really sumptuous and fletcher would have been begging for them to be played to him uh presumably from his deathbed um and they would just the the folks that were up top today just looked at him like he was from another planet and to be honest he was on it bannon was on another planet to the rest of the team today because none of the rest of them turned up it was it, it, for me, it's the worst performance I've seen under Monk. It's the worst one I've seen live. Um, I just couldn't believe how little of a go we had in the second half. And I know that's kind of great armchair punditry. As you say, I don't know what needed to happen, but I know what happened wasn't what I wanted <laughs> what to see. Did I see. Yes. Um, I just, I was amazed that second half, they came out better, more up for it than us second half. The, yeah. the start of the second half, they yeah. looked looked more on it. They had created more chances. We looked like, we still look shell-shocked. Well, the hilarious thing was, I think, from the, just a bit I missed from the end of the first half, was right at the death of the first half, they nearly scored again. Yes, yeah. And then there was another occasion they could have made it 3-1 as well. And it was just... Yeah, Flynn just... had an overhead kick at one point as well. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> I completely forgot that. Maybe I've just uh, uh, taken it out from memory, but just genuinely just, um, yeah, they looked a hell of a lot more dangerous than us after, yeah. I know, after 40 minutes, I think it was. Essentially. I mean, obviously we don't like watching Wednesday lose, but there's ways to lose. And kind of giving it your all and coming away thinking it's not our day is much more agreeable than whatever today was, where we just kind of limply didn't do anything, really. There was no fight that second half. and for Or, or if there was fight, there was no quality. There was just no... There's just nothing that kind of set us... Nothing to set us apart from a desperately poor Cardiff team. Man alive, are they rubbish. But they were better than us today, and they wanted it more. And that that's... I think that's what's so depressing about this performance... Well, I think that was more depressing about Stoke, I'll be honest. Yeah. I thought exactly the same thing. Just thinking, this is a team with some real uh, limited beans, you know. Well, Tomlin, Tomlin that, that kind of was one of the baddies of the game in Cardiff. I fucking hate Tomlin. To, well, exactly, but he treated us to 83 <laughs> minutes of premium grade, FDA-approved a-holery. But 
you know, he gets to walk off at 83 minutes as a hero because, guess what? Lee Tomlin did his job today and not one Wednesday player, apart from Barry Bannon, can look at themselves in the mirror and say, I did just as well as Lee Tomlin. I wanted to say, really wanted to say with the, when Tomlin went off, you know, the referee did that awful, the awful oh. new rule of letting, you know, he couldn't because he, he, he was almost he was almost all, all like he was half the way there, wasn't he? Exactly. And basically, Pearson and Ron O'Neill said, "Look, he's almost all the way there." And you know, and also this is quite funny because it's come up against uh, Neil Harris, who yeah. was revealed from Sam Hutchinson. He basically course, said, yeah. "It's not worth you going off the other way. Just go don't off the. Just go bother. against. Don't bother. More than your life's <laughs> worth, mate. More than your life's worth." <laughs> exactly. So, but if I was a, if I was at Hillsborough, if I had the grave displeasure of being in your place at Hillsborough, maybe if I was positioned on the north stand, I was just thinking when it, it went off, I was like, as a Wednesday fan, I feel like I've seen enough in my lifetime of Lee Tomlin. Yes. He's, did you feel like a did you feel like a loony or a toony burning a in your a hole in your pocket to kind of like be thrown towards <laughs> the pitch? Did you you had to stop yourself throwing a coin at your phone? See the the problem with the coin system here in Canada is you know the good thing in the UK is that a tuppence a two pence piece is pretty large and it's not really worth much. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's perfect for. Uh, Perfect for being a hoiking and being a projectile at some some <laughs> dick of a football player. Not that I encourage such a thing. No, um, it's disgraceful behaviour. It's absolutely disgraceful behaviour. And so. once we once we solve burglary and racism, we'll get onto coin throwing. We'll get onto coin throwing. We're doing the think tank next week <laughs> with uh, with Gary and the squad. Neil 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 Thompson's going to facilitate it as well. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Oh. So I just Sorry, I could just is... feel from the, Sorry, the Wednesday fans just like oh god I got to see even more of Lee Tomlin just <laughs> him doing his little tour of honor you know being what? a being a tosser to all the fans <laughs> and then obviously getting round to getting round to the Cardiff fans lording it up in front of me oh god yeah. I'm glad I didn't see any footage of it but the just the thought of it riled riled yeah. me something rotten <laughs> more than just how abject Wednesday were for another game actually I. I don't know. The weird thing with this game is I actually feel that most of it was all right. Apart from, the, yeah, the second half was lacking teeth going forward. But the problem is sometimes it's sometimes it plays all right. But we've had situations where you don't, you know, maybe a Tom Lee's head is enough if the rest of the time we yeah. actually show some defensive metal and we don't look like we're completely soft as shit. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. I do. Uh, uh... There was just such a lack of conviction defensively. Yeah. And, I guess this is the problem with defense and defenders. When you want to change a defense after a loss, you can't just keep chopping and changing as much. No. Strikers, I feel you can. You can afford to be like, you know. I th- yeah. Largely, I think we can afford to chop up the strikers a lot more than we can afford to chop up defense. So you just have to kind of work on something in training or, I don't know. It's, it's, I kind, think of, we it's kind of a bit like talking to a child and being like, um, could, you, could, could you not throw a tantrum next time? <laughs> and the child goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, got yeah, it. definitely won't. Yeah. Got it, Dad. But next time, not doing it. And then <laughs> next time, the tantrum comes along again. And it's like, I don't know what you, you know, because we're not football coaches, but I trust. Or parents. Them. Or um... parents, thankfully, as well. So we're not we're not having conversations about tantrums with our, with our offspring. Um, but there needs to be something done to correct. Like, <clears throat> they look like they're short on confidence. I, I... Or, or just lacking conviction. They lack a lot of, lot of conviction today. And it's just surprising. Because it just felt like it was the cornerstone of a Gary Monk side, you know? 
I think this is this is kind of harsh, but I think our best centre back pairing is Burner and I offer. And obviously, Lee's has yeah, yeah Lee's has Lee's has got his place, and he, by and large, he's not let us down. But there was a there were there weren't many tears being shed when Lee's dropped out of the team no. because at that time he was looking pretty poor, and I think he's in that same sort of rut. Um, mm. And I I just I think hopefully I think this is the opportunity to go back to that best pairing and and hopefully let them gel again and and uh, and build that understanding that they had before uh, Burner's injury because you just want to go with your you've got to put your best foot forward and I think in terms of that centre back pairing those clearly those two are our best two players they're both much better at distributing the ball than Tom Lee's um, much more comfortable on the ball uh, I know that's some you know we did see it stuck that can sometimes play against you obviously but by and large we see the rewards of it more often than than we see any of the the backlash um but uh, yeah i think it, today was a gamble with the midfield and it, i i think it just didn't pay off you know we had two against their three four sometimes five men dropping into that midfield and Hodge and Bannon just didn't didn't weren't able to cope with the the numbers there, and it it left us horribly exposed. I think particularly when Murphy plays, it, it, it leaves lots of gaps because he's not he's not bothered at all about defending, and in some ways that's okay. I I, I don't you know the worst thing that ha- Stuart Gray was a great manager for the time with us, but the fact that everybody's first job was defending meant that it was pretty a, a pretty tedious watch by and large so i do think it's okay certain players are good enough at attacking that you mm-hmm. you give them a you give them a pass on the defending but murphy didn't do enough going forward to justify his being there him and reach were stepping on each other's toes too much i just think this was a, this was a pretty poor starting lineup and unlike previous performances where monk has been good enough to course correct during the game his subs and the events of the game didn't allow us to kind of start badly and then and then get better as the game went on uh, because our bad start was punished mercilessly with yeah, those two yeah. goals, uh, which meant we were constantly uphill. And then the timing of that injury to Palmer was so unfortunate, and that's nobody's fault. But it, it was a huge well, apart from <laughs> Junior Hoylers. Um but that was a you know that was a huge moment in the game. The fact that we'd already made the sub it, it really hampered our choices we could make going forward, and uh, I think fed into us not getting the result in the end. I, I think if you'd said to me, you know, ahead of the the festive games, you're not going to have Fletcher for all three of those matches. I might have taken four points from those three games. You know, a draw today, losing one of those games and winning the other. I probably would have said that's not too bad. Mm-hmm. I know it's not been great opposition across the board, but Fletcher is such a big player for us. But three just feels so much worse than four, even though it is only one point. Yeah, and then we we really had like I mean, what would the complexion have been if we didn't had two points more? Yeah, you know, because I feel like both games probably we probably should have, even being below par, 
we could have posted a point of both, you know, posted, yeah. posted a draw in both situations. Yeah. Um, I, the other thing was just saying, like, an, an early thing I was saying was, you know, one of my notes early on was like, this would be a perfect time for Sam Winnall to announce himself reborn, yes. much like Jordan Rose with a hat-trick, yeah. with a perfect hat-trick. But it was just, the thing was so disappointing is typically we don't score many goals, so that's all thing. But then we just, we had it all to do to, to put ourselves in the winning position. And by conceding two early goals within the first two, ten minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, first eight minutes, to be precise. And looking at the lineup, I just had no fight, faith that there was any great goals in there. No. And the bench as well. It was particularly uninspiring. Yeah. It's like, again, there's, what options do we have to change it? You know, we're not even sacrificing one of Reach and Murphy to think even one of those two could come off the bench because they're both starting. Yeah. And, I don't uh, want to see I liked, them. Oh, sorry, go on. I like you. Like, you don't want to. I liked, I, I liked the idea of Reach playing the role he played today. Yeah. I, on paper, I do. The reality is probably a little bit different, you know? Yeah. Particularly Reach in this sort of form. Yes. Yes. Because this is Reach this season is a different guy to the last three years or two years, however many years it's been. Um, it's just a different proposition having him up front, having not got the goals that he's got in previous years. It's just a lot less frightening to the opposition uh, because you can kind of give him a chance to have a shot because the chances are he's going to miss it, which he did. He had a, he had a fairly decent chance today Yeah, and, and missed it. And, and we that, just wanted the Adam Reach of last season to put his foot, put his uh, sweet left peg through it. Yeah, and it just didn't happen. I've got a lot of you know hope and faith for him. I, I do really like Adam Reach, and and one of the things I I like is that he is still working his socks off, but it's just not happening for him at the moment. And I don't what I don't want to see. I don't mind the idea of Reach or somebody being like somebody who's not a striker being that number ten. Role. But what I, what I don't want to see again is Murphy and Reach playing top of each other. She's really loud, this one. So we'll move along to, to player ratings then. Yes, let's do player ratings. So Cameron Dawson, first up in, in Nets. Oh, mouth save Cammy. Um, he did okay, I guess. I, I don't know. Maybe the first goal I think he could have done better with. Um, outside of that, he was okay. He made one or two saves. His kicking wasn't it's, completely poor. <laughs> yeah. It's the sort of performance for me that, that is why uh, when we were looking ahead a, a few weeks ago to what business we might want to do in the January transfer window, a goalkeeper was was one of those those positions we wanted to fill. It's the sort of performance that I'm, I still am convinced that he's doing a better job than Westwood was, was doing before um, and probably would be doing in the same situations. But he's still not a particularly good goalkeeper. I, I don't think I don't think that's harsh to say. I, I appreciate he's a he's a, a, an academy product. People do have uh, more loyalty to players that come come up through the academy, and I think that's a lovely thing. But you really would have to have your eyes painted on to think that Cameron Dawson is is a tremendous goalkeeper by any stretch. He's he's all right. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's work right. a day. He's doing a job. Uh, whether that's good enough in such a pivotal position as goalkeeper, I, I would argue not. I think you need someone very good if you're going to be a team challenging at the top of the sure, championship. Which I... is so 
Yeah, so good. I don't know. Maybe we're not putting ourselves in the position to be, you know, to kind of prove the the, the quote about goalkeepers correct is that a good goalkeeper is worth 15 points a season. Mm. Because I think previously Westwood was that goalkeeper and was putting himself in those positions where he was winning his points with very important saves. Yes. But today, I guess the difficult thing is he's made a few saves. He's done okay. But really, he's just been completely undone by his defender. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's hard to, it would be extremely harsh to point any of the blame for today's defeat in the direction of Cameron Dawson. But at the, by the same token, I would feel that probably the goalkeeper in the other goal probably would have saved that first one. I, I, that's my gut feeling, just looking at it. I don't know anything about goalkeeping, but it looks to me like Dawson's out of position and puts himself in a bad place when it comes to saving the shot that eventually comes through. Yeah. Uh, but but by and large, I, I, I'd be happy to sort of give Dawson something like 6.5. I think he did okay. Um, and as I say, certainly not. It's certainly not his fault that we lost today. Yeah, I would think maybe a six. It's more of a kind of round yeah. number. Um, nice round. Around that six ballparks and not up, not up to the, the, the notch of a seven. Something important. Um, it's an interesting point you make about that. It makes you wonder, is he just completely... It's, it's almost like, you know, you go past a car crash and you rubberneck, you know, you rubberneck what the hell's going on there. And then you actually, you know, cause a cause a problem mm. with your own driving. So was he, you know, you almost, I'm wondering if a similar situation was, was he looking at Lisa and Palmer being like, what the fuck are you two doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, Possibly. he would be, uh, he would be excused if that was the case. <laughs> yeah. What the hell are you doing, guys? Oh, and there's a goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of uh, the aforementioned Liam Palmer. Wow. <sighs> Liam Palmer did all right today, I thought, apart from maybe having a, you know, a second assist on the, you know, for the negative playmaking yeah. on the first goal. I thought he did all right. I'm really, I'm really just really gutted for him just coming off in that situation. Yeah. Just really being on the end of that junior pilot tackle and, you know, him really taking that really badly. Hopefully and... it's one of those that's sore in the moment and doesn't have a lasting effect, but you just never know, do you? Sure. You wonder if it might just, I don't know, let's just complete a complete conjecture about injuries and sports yeah. science as we do here on Different Gravy. Um, <laughs> but maybe maybe it's in kind of inflamed and then hopefully it dies down. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't know. I, I, um, I could think of maybe we'd be in a position to uh, change the change that back five in terms of that set the back pairing but I don't really want to go and look at anybody else in that situation yeah yeah I agree yeah um, score wise score wise maybe 6.5 for Liam Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Iorfa. Iorfa, and I, I felt bad for Iorfa that you know, I mean, he's he's maybe had a hand in this defensive, but I don't think he's the big main culprit. You know. No. No. I felt bad for him today. And then he's the one that sacrificed as well. Um, yeah, one of our probably best players and probably our prize assets who won who are Burnley are batting their eyelashes for mm. you know a large sizable transfer fee possibly if rumours are to be. Rumours and conjectures are to be believed. But, uh, yeah, I really didn't like seeing him be sacrificed at that point. Maybe we just say... Maybe I'm going to say 6.5. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. In some ways, it really didn't make sense as him being the one that was sacrificed, unless unless he was injured or something, because he's more likely to get a goal, surely? He's more likely to go on a run? I don't know. It was... Today was a really strange day all round. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Lee's 
Does the does the fact that the last two games he's been our top goal scorer just kind of um, make up Sum some them up. make up some defensive faux pas? Well, to an extent, definitely. But I don't think it's we, the problem. Is we, you know both of these both of these games we've come out you know losing on the end of all this stuff. Yeah. So you know you can't really say that. I guess. No. Maybe a six purely because he scored, but I'm I don't know. I'm really upset with I think he was pretty poor today. Really thought he was pretty poor today. You know, the fact and also you the thing you've kind of given the insight into the second goal and him appealing for offside, that doesn't bode well in him at all. No. At all. I think six yeah, six inflated by the goal to a six uh, says a lot and uh, I would go along with that definitely uh, Captain Fox Morgan maybe he's one of the better defenders I think in this situation um, I thought he was pretty good I don't think he really made any great great mistakes no I mean the first goal came from down his side who conceded the foul that which they yeah, I, I can't really I think remember I offer, I think. yeah yeah I'm not I sure I his crosses I think maybe we can be generous and give him a seven in this instance okay I think that's quite generous <laughs> that's probably it's more of a 6.5 I think most players about 6.5 today yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Hutchinson I like Hutch. Hutch for a lot of this I'll be honest yeah but I don't really know what he did defensively I think that's the you know yeah. this is the the other edge of the sword to come to Tom Lee's sword you know I can go score a goal but then hey look at this defensive error I thought, I, look at me slip on his banana skin. I do think whether it's encouraged by the 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 manager or not or not, you do see the difference in terms of tactical discipline, and I think that's a big thing. You know, we talked about Luongo maybe not having the impact that he could have had in some of the games, but I, I think by and large it's because he's hold, he's holding to a position and like tactically he's doing what the team needs him to do first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think when Bannon and Hotch are kind of both running around like teenagers, <laughs> it just leaves us horribly exposed. We can't have them both doing that. It, it just it just doesn't work. Uh, I like you. I I thought Hutch had a fairly good game. He popped up. He had a decent effort at one point. A decent shot. But whether he was doing what he needed to do for the team to thrive, I'm I'm not. I'm less sure about. Uh, so yes, I, I I think another one for the for the six point five uh, gang for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think six point five is probably fair. Um, Barry Bannon. Oh, I think uh, Wee Baz is probably our star performer of this game. I'll be honest. Yeah, I think he was the one who you know I I really feel you know I, I feel definitely sometimes some of these poorer Wednesday performances. Some of our players are really let down by mm. the actions of others, and yeah. Barry Bannon is one of those. Just yeah. definitely, I thought he was. He was probably the best thing about Wednesday today. Yeah. You know, he was trying to make everything happen. He had an assist, you know, a lovely cross, lovely corner set piece for the goal. That was fantastic. Yeah. Um, rest of it, yeah, I don't know. So, so where, where would you fall score-wise for him? I think a seven. I think it's a comfortable seven out of ten from Barry Bannon. Fair enough. I don't I've, think I've you can give anyone in a losing sense any more than a seven. And there's a few smatterings of those in the team, you know. Yeah. Um, Murphy? Murphy. What do I feel about Murphy? What do I feel about the, you know, maybe the poor of the two Murphys overall? <laughs> um, obviously, his brother was on the bench. It didn't, he didn't, did he come on? He brother? didn't come on. He didn't. Interesting. His twin brother did not come on, which is weird. And um, I don't know. How do I feel about Murphy? I'm going to give him a, maybe I think he scrapes a six. Yeah. 
I think there were moments. I think pretty there were moments in- that were quite good. <laughs> but uh, pretty ineffective overall. Pretty ineffective. I almost felt that like maybe for maybe for a Murphy performance. It is Josh Murphy who we have, isn't it? Yes. Okay. No, Jacob <laughs> so, is one we have. Jake, Josh is the other one. Jake, Josh is the other one. Sorry. <laughs> We've got Jacob Marley from uh, The Christmas Carol. Excellent. <laughs> I, God, I don't know. I, I felt like he needed to... But the the thing I want to say, I think to be positive, is I think if he would have had, I felt bad for him in a way that I feel bad for his other counterpart on the other end, who we'll get on to, um, Harris. And I just felt that if they just had a bit of end product today, yeah, it was almost. It just felt there's a little bit missing, and I, I kind of feel bad for him because sometimes if it doesn't happen, then you know I'd like it's. You know, I wish it would happen for them. Yes. Yeah. He He's another one that can slip into that Rhodes thing of just looking so... Well, we kind of used the word limp with him before. Uh, just so... Like, there's just nothing about... It's like he's sort of a bit of... A, a, bin, a sort of bag floating about on the wind. You know, like... Uh, not, you know, he, he doesn't seem to do anything of, of his own will. It's just where... He kind of goes where there's space and maybe he gets the ball, maybe doesn't. And if he's got the ball, he's more likely to get tackled than anything else. And just, yeah, drifts through games, which you can never accuse Harris of. Yeah, that's very true. So you do want to say, um, you want to say on the podcast, Rich, uh, Jacob Murphy, American Beauty? Yes, I do. You do. Do you want to film him and then uh, send the footage to uh, Fora Birch and then get to see your boobs? Yeah, and maybe end up you know in that in a kind of rose petal situation with Mena Savari yeah this is these are all things yeah you want to be in a film that was lauded at the time but we look back on it as being something intensely problematic and it hasn't aged well and also that's where I'd like to stop with following the uh, career path of Kevin Spacey if that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> exactly Jacob Murphy American Beauty uh, he's not beautiful he's an ineffective winger he's cute you know he's got a he's got a, a certain charm. Uh, mm. <laughs> um, I don't know wh- which whether to go for Reach or Harris uh, next. I was wondering about Reach. I was wondering about like we go like uh, thinking him in that number ten kind of role. Mm. That's I think is what he was kind of doing today. He was kind of in the hole, wasn't he? Adam Reach, eh? Reachy, Reachy. Um, the man who the man who I crowned would be the player of our season, and uh, I've been nothing but completely wrong and disappointed in a staggering <laughs> fashion. Oh. It's been pretty pretty dynamically opposite. I should be honest. Um, so. I like the idea, as I mentioned earlier on in the show, about how I like the idea of Adam Reach in this role. Um, maybe in a weird way, I'm, I'm kind of wondering and kind of comparing it to, do you remember when we, um, we under Yos Lukai, we were under quite a good run under under the guy, and we went away to Millwall, and we played Ross Wallace in a false nine. Yes, yes. You know, the, the hilarious thing about that is, like, it's, because we're Wednesday fans, we really like these players. And, we, you know, our levels of fandom and fanaticism, even when there are players that we don't particularly like or don't, you know, we don't talk yeah. well of. So the ones that we feel do well, we kind of we kind of want them to be better players. We want them, to, you know, we'd love the idea of them playing in a very um, beautiful kind of footballing system where they can really be skillful and really do some damage and, you know, put on a real kind of um, exemplary performance that, you know, makes, you know, 
that other people notice yeah. in, in and around the football club and outside the football club. And, you know, I'd really like the concept of Adam Reach being that player who's someone who could do something like that, but he's not quite there. Or maybe at this, you know, at this stage and then like Adam Reach's at this point in his career for this season for Sheffield Wednesday, he's not there. Yeah, no. I wish it would work. I wish it would work so badly, but it, it wasn't wasn't quite working. I like his industry to get around the park. I think he did very well in that regards. But um, yeah, it was it, it wasn't great for Madden no. Reach. Maybe I don't know. Maybe a six point five is that kind of okay, or maybe a six. Maybe more of a solid six. I don't. I know. think a six. I think it's hard to point to much that Reach did today. Again, um, yeah. I also don't think it helped him and Murphy playing together. They're they're not similar, but they are too similar at the same time. I, I know that's a bit of a strange thing to say, but um, they, they just seem to want to do the same thing as each other. Yeah. There was a couple of times where they they were literally stood on each other's toes on the on the on the byline, and you're like, "What is the point in this? One of you should be looking for space. There's the, there's just no use both of you standing out there." And I don't know whose fault it is that that was happening. They're both good enough players to know that that's not sensible, but it didn't stop it happening. It happened two or three times. It just, yeah, pretty ineffective uh, all round. Um, Kadeem Harris. Similar things like I mentioned. I don't know. He was, he was okay. I think maybe I'm, I'm thinking a 6.5. Huffed and puffed. Uh, huffed and puffed. I, I was disappointed for him. You know, I knew how much he probably wants and a really good performance against his former yeah. players. But I, I felt like they had the, they had him matched or he was ineffective. I couldn't quite work out where it fell. Jazz Richards. Maybe a bit of A, maybe a bit of B. And Jazz Richards isn't a particularly good player at all. Jazz Richards knew the tune. He was able to cope with all of the time signature changes from Harris. (laughs) (laughs) He could almost take five, couldn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jazz Richards was just blowing his horn all over the shop. And yeah, I also, disappointed. I felt that maybe Harris, he was almost a little bit off just having like a real nice finish or a good cross. Yeah. I don't know how much a good cross would have done in this game. Well, I think Fox put some, quite a few crosses and it didn't happen. Yeah. There was some odd decision making from Harris today. There was a couple of times where he took shots where oh, I just don't know what he was thinking, really. Mm. It was, again, frustrating. I do think he's probably, he really looked like one that the fact we've played so often in, sh- in in such a short succession seems to really have had an effect on him. I'd, he just wasn't his usual his usual self today, um, yeah. which is a bit of a shame. Uh, but yeah, but for me, definitely the best out of those three, the kind of attacking midfield three. I thought Harris was the better of of the three of them, so I, I would go along with the six and a half. Um, Sammy Winall, the last. Sammy Winall. Um, I was hoping I was hoping it was untrue that what uh, Barrett Bannon and Fletcher did that and that he loves an L. Um, <laughs> I'd rather he didn't like an L. I'd rather he likes a W. Yeah. Uh, for his last name and. Um, this is this is the weird thing, and I, I do feel like, I think Winall kind of encapsulates the entire feel of this game. We've done player ratings, and we've kind of, you know you look at the player ratings, kind of average or mildly positive from what we've given players today. Yeah. Yeah. The weird thing is, like individually, it wasn't terrible, but collectively, it was bad. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes. So how do you kind of isolate any one player, and how do you? And and that was the weird thing with Winall was that like it's it's such a weird role for him being this lone striker and you know he wasn't completely isolated but you just felt it didn't really work for him 
I think that's a lot of the story of today is we tried a lot of quite a few different things and none of them really worked. Yeah. Yeah. We probably tried three or four different takes on things in the hope that one of them or two of them would, would be, would work better than expected. And um, what actually happened was none of them worked. Reach being up top didn't work at all. Winnell no. being on his own didn't work at all. Reach and Murphy being in the same starting lineup didn't work at all. Like none of the, no, there was no upside of any of the things that we experimented with today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which it, it, it shows how limited we are, I think, without certain. We're very reliant on a couple of players. I think add a Luongo to this mix and it, it looks quite different potentially certainly add fletcher to this mix and it looks an awful lot different Where was but the they are today? just two men uh, i think he picked up a knock or so he basically mm. yeah there was something that kept him from being in the squad altogether because i quite like to see if, if it's today's i would like to have seen i don't know if it would mean much difference but i'd like to have seen the one go instead of reach in that yeah spot yeah and then maybe reach replaces well. murphy or you know, we don't then have a dilemma, like you said, of playing two similar players in the same game. Yeah. One can kind of pick up what the other one gets off. We have someone on the bench who could possibly change things. That would have been so much better. And I, I would have loved, like, Longo's industry and just something kind of pushing through the middle because yeah. it wasn't particularly working for us on the wings. It, you know, doesn't then particularly work with kind of a crosses coming in without Fletcher or maybe even sometimes new you, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm grasping at straws. Winnell, I know, felt did okay overall. I mean, he was a lot better than Damside, better than you know the majority the next... of John Rhodes's time with yeah. the football club. But it still was ineffective. I don't know. A six point five is that fair? That's fair. I think it's more than fair. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, John Rhodes. Yeah, 5.5. I just wasn't... No. Bits of it were were good, but not enough of it was good. I I barely remember him touching the ball. I have one bit where I think he he won the ball, and then he pulled it back, and then we sent a cross in, and then Winold didn't get on the end of it. I think that's what happened. But he worked hard to kind of win that ball back, and that was one bit I remembered of his time on the pitch. Sounds good. Sounds thrilling. (laughs) 5.5. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, (laughs) Julian (laughs) Berner. (laughs) <laughs> Julian Burner. He was okay. Maybe a six point five. I'd give Burner. You know, I, I don't remember. I, it's great seeing back on the pitch. It's just such a bad situation for him to be in. Yeah. Because in that I... sense, it's like the damage is done. There's nothing we're really going to probably look for Burner at just to kind of make sure it's not you know three or four. I've got a lot of time for you know players who uh, who win games get to keep their place. Like I think as a principle to stick with, by and large, it's a good one. Mm. But I would say, for me, Burner is our best centre-back. It should be Burner and somebody. Burner so I want to see him back in the squad. I think he should be starting games. He's, yeah, he's he's a lot better than Tom Lees is at defending and, and playing the ball forward. So I want him mm. back in the squad I, I, these little bit parts he's played it's nice to see him back he's clearly fit and ready to go let's get him back in there I, whether it's I alongside Lees or I offer it just needs to happen it might be that the 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 window that opens because of Palmer's ankle is that I offer ends up playing right back and and we, we see all three of them together that might be what happens going forward but we'll see because certainly Odebacho seems to be as about as far away from the team as you can be but still be on the subs bench very very true very true <laughs> uh Atsy knew you he, he came on for sort of 10-15 minutes he did I can't remember anything he did can you no 
I don't really remember much working. That I, one chance. He did that. had that one chance right near the end. Do you want to say that scrapes a six? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll go with that. That sets him apart from Jordan Deal. Rhodes. It does. Deal. It's, 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 Jordan Rhodes. He just kick him into the corner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, JR6. JR6. Oh, we'll always have Nottingham. We'll always have. We'll that. always have Forest, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's us, isn't it? I think that's. That, I believe yeah. that is, yeah. The referee was awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, we and were... we've got Dull next. New Year's Day. The dawning New of a Year's new day. decade. Is that at home or away? It's at home. We've got uh, yeah, we've got Hull at home. Oh good. Oh good. <laughs> well, Stoke we we beat uh, in the last round of fixtures. Stoke we beat surprisingly in a bad game. Um, Cardiff we drew with without knowing really what was going to happen. But Hull we surprisingly lost to. So it'd be nice if the kind of role reversal <laughs> continues and we actually that would win. That be this fantastic. One. Yeah, almost by really accident. Would. In the same way that we lost it by accident. Mm-hmm. And Murphy will get his penalty, and it's all going to be good. Excellent. Fletch, Fletch will be back. He'll he'll be first footing into the uh, into the whole box and uh, in- <laughs> <laughs> spilling his Hogmanay grog <laughs> over their goal line. <laughs> oh dear! Right. On that note, I'm going to say cheerio, Luke. See you, Rich. Have a good one.